How did prayer change at Pentecost? That's the question I've been asking myself this week, partly because it was Pentecost on Sunday and partly because it fascinates me. And I suppose we can find our answer to that question a little bit eclipsed by the gift of tongues, can't we? That's a a very obvious moment of the Pentecost story is the giving of other languages. However you understand that to be, that's a significant part of what we're told about the day of Pentecost. But I think if you read the whole of the New Testament, you very much come to the conclusion that there was more to it than that, wasn't there? It wasn't just the ability to speak in other languages. It was something which took prayer from being a religious, relatively routine observance, which Jesus followers for the most part would have grown up with, would have got used to, which they practised with him and indeed which they continued to practise after Pentecost to some degree. But there was another dimension, wasn't there? And it's what Paul calls in his letters praying in the spirit. And of course, praying in the spirit in part means something to do with the gift of tongues. That's a way in which Paul writes about the gift of tongues. But it's it's definitely more than that. Paul says in Ephesians 6 verse 18, pray in the spirit uh, on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. That's that's something all encompassingly broad, isn't it? And I, I want to know what does that mean? And I've been thinking a bit about that because I think we are about to move forward. I think that's where we are in our story of uh, the coronavirus pandemic. That's where we are in our story as a diocese. We are on the move. We were listening on the way last week and we need to be able to continue to listen on the move. We need to be able to continue to pray on the move. I've been heartened by how many people have told me that they're doing daily prayers. They're doing the daily offices of morning and evening prayer in a way they never used to. The time we've been given has afforded us space for prayer. And whilst nothing's going to change overnight, we are aware that society is beginning to move again, beginning to open up again. And what is it going to look like to be those who pray on the go? And I feel as though for me, praying in the spirit is a part of that. I used to think that I was good at praying at all times, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers largely because I used to think that meant just chatting to God throughout my day. And and many people say that, oh, I'm good at praying all the time. I'm not so good at the the stopping to pray for a a proper sort of, you know, maybe half an hour or so. But I I talk to God all the time and I I would applaud that, but with some caution, (laughs) because I'm very good at talking all the time in my own head. I I have a constant stream of consciousness going on uh, and therefore it's not difficult to direct that towards God. It's not difficult to bring God in on the chatter in my head. But that's quite different to praying in the spirit. Because praying in the spirit is the two-way communication. Me to God, God to me. And my stream of consciousness chatter is wonderful, but it doesn't often or always allow room for God to speak to me. That's a harder thing to learn, I think. And I have three little um, questions for you, things you might like to try as we practice together, learn together, grow together in what it means to pray in the spirit on all occasions, not just chatting to God, but truly being in communication with the spirit of God as we go about our lives, however active or still they might be. 
The first question is, are you stoppable? I, uh, I'm one of those people who once I've decided what I'm going to do, I'm very good at getting on with it and getting it done. And God has the dickens of a job sometimes to get my attention and stop me in my tracks. And yet, if we are praying in the spirit, if we are having that ongoing dialogue with God, we will be people who are stoppable, whom God can arrest, arrest our attention and stop us in our tracks if God wants to, whom the spirit can get to no matter what we're in the middle of, who are never too busy to hear the stop and listen of God. Uh, for me, it 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 is actually a bit of a language, I think. I, I have a particular relationship with the colour red and often if God wants to get my attention, then I will see something red or I will be told about something red. And, and it's like, it is literally like a red flag. I know people for whom it's feathers or particular birds or post office vans. Yes, I kid you not, post office vans. Particular things that are, if you like, a bit of an in-joke between them and God. And when they see those things, they know God is getting their attention. Are you stoppable? Can God get your attention? Second question, are you steerable? When I started out uh, living in Canterbury and I was a student, I really wanted to pray for the city. It was an important part of my life and what I felt God was calling me to do. And so I developed the art or tried at least to develop the art of being steerable. So I would walk into town uh, from the University of Kent, which is a fair way. And when I was in town, I would say to God, where do you want me to go? You, you steer me, not particularly because I felt there may be people I needed to meet, but because I wanted to pray for different parts of the city. And I wanted to know where God wanted me to take the feet of my prayers, as it were, that day. And sometimes, I mean, <laughs> I think people must have either thought I was mad or thought my guide dog was somewhat fallible, because sometimes I would just stop in the middle of the the path, turn round and walk back the way I'd come and turn down a different road. And it was me practising being steerable, letting God change my direction. I, I, um, I don't know if walking a different way made a difference, but I wanted to be sure I could do that when I felt the prompt of the spirit. To pray in the spirit was to let the spirit steer me. And I, I encourage you to be steerable, not just literally physically as you walk around, but as you begin to move forward, what does it mean to be steerable? Could the Holy Spirit change your direction, the direction you've set yourself to go, if the Spirit wanted to do that? Would you hear that? Would you notice that? Would you be open to that? Thirdly, are you sidetrackable? Sidetrackable. Can you be sidetracked? Uh, the the idea of praying in the spirit is the notion that the spirit is always at work. The spirit is always doing something. The spirit is always involved in bringing life, telling the good news of Jesus, showing the good news of Jesus, healing, restoring, changing, moving, breathing, sometimes even destroying. And are we ready to be a part of that? Are we available to be a part of that? Have you ever had one of those situations where you've been somewhere 
and you suddenly realise that what you thought was going on is actually not what's going on. Maybe you, you're having a conversation with a friend and on the face of it, that conversation is about one thing, but you just suddenly get a feeling they keep going back to this other subject. Are you sidetrackable? Can you go with them? Can you go where the spirit might be leading in that moment? Maybe you've been in a work meeting and uh, it's on the surface of it, it's a, it's about a particular plan or a project or whatever, but there's a massive elephant in the room. There's an undercurrent. There's something else going on. Are you available to the spirit to go and be involved in what the spirit is doing in that moment, in that place? That's not easy because it involves sometimes making fast decisions it sometimes involves take usually involves taking risks and uh, if you're anything like me you'd rather bring the situation back to your prayer time sit down with it for half an hour have a good old think mull over it pray about it and then go back into it when you've worked out what the right thing to do is when you're flowing with the spirit when you're praying in the spirit you don't always get that time and so it's worth practicing allowing the spirit to sidetrack you and just in that moment saying holy spirit if this isn't about what i thought it was about what do you want me to do and practice hearing maybe the one or two words that come as the redirection to get you onto the track of what the spirit is doing and how the spirit is working so are you steerable sorry are you stoppable let's start with the first one are you stoppable are you steerable and are you sidetrackable my job this week is to practice all three of those because I want to be one who prays in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests and who lives and ministers and works and loves and relates and connects and prays in the flow of the spirit. Holy Spirit, stop us. Stop us in our tracks when you would have our attention. Holy Spirit, steer us. Save us from being so determined on our own plans that we can't change direction. Holy Spirit, sidetrack us. Teach us to abandon the things that we've set out to do and to join you in what you are doing. Because we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. <laughs>